I'm Charlie James and here's the latest for Pembrokeshire. Councillor Dr Simon Hancock has been elected as the Mayor of Nayland for the 10th time. Nayland Town Council held its AGM meeting last Monday via a video conference and Councillor Hancock was elected unanimously. No deputy mayor was elected at the meeting and that will now be discussed at the July meeting. Simon was first elected mayor in 1990, having begun as town councillor in 1987. The town's new community hub will be opening this this year and Councillor Hancock said he was seeking to accomplish a great deal for the benefit of the town. Milford Haven MPT is investigating several reports of a large group of local youths congregating on the Glebelands field in Johnston. Police say the incident happened on Wednesday evening and that significant levels of litter and smashed bottles were left on the cricket field. Inquiries are currently being carried out to identify the culprits. People from two separate households will be able to join together to form one exclusive extended household from next Monday. It is intended the concept will be introduced in Wales from July 6th, the same day ministers want to lift the stay local requirement if cases of coronavirus continue to decline across the country. Creating a single extended household will enable families to be reunited and will also help support working parents with informal childcare over the summer months as more businesses reopen their doors and return to formalised working arrangements. But to help control the spread of coronavirus, only one exclusive extended household can be formed. Once a household decides which other household it wants to join with, this arrangement will be fixed for the foreseeable future. First Minister Mark Mark Drakeford said thanks to the efforts everyone has made over the last few months, we have seen the number of new cases of coronavirus decline, but it has not gone away. I know people are missing seeing their families. We have some headroom to make a further change to the rules next week and we will introduce this new concept which will enable people living in two separate households to form one extended household. They may be part of the same family or they may be close friends. This new arrangement will mean people can form one extended household and can meet indoors. The Welsh Government has drawn on experience from around the world where this concept has been successfully introduced, including in New Zealand. Extended households are in place in Scotland and care and support bubbles are in place in England and Northern Ireland. Under the new arrangements, which could come into force on July 6th if cases of coronavirus continue to decline, are people will only be able to be part of one extended household. Everyone joining the extended household must belong to the two households which form the extended household. The extended household must contain the same individuals for the foreseeable future and if one member of an extended household develops symptoms of coronavirus, the entire extended household will need to self-isolate, not just those living together. The First Minister added further, we are continuing to learn about coronavirus. The evidence we have about the virus tells us that meeting people outdoors, maintaining social distancing and good hand hygiene is the best and lowest risk option. Together, we have made significant progress over the last few months in slowing the spread of this virus. Together, we can continue to keep Wales safe. I'm Charlie James and you're up to date on Pure West Radio. The Pure West Radio mobile app from the App Store or Google Play. Or I can hear you whispering there, Ronnie. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> well, you just giving it away. Hello, welcome to the West Files on Pure West Radio. With, and we're back, yes, yeah. and I'm still at home. I'm manning the bunker tonight and Ronnie's okay. manning manning the, the sofa. Yeah, the sofa and the, the sandbags. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm on tea, yes. Yeah. 
So, yeah, tonight, yeah, so, yeah, there we go. Yeah, the West Files on Pure West Radio uh, with Ronnie still in lockdown and in quarantine and on antibiotics. And actually, that's all a myth because I happen to know she's wearing a tag. A double tag now. Oh, two tags. Yes, oh, well, one for lockdown and one for quarantine. Right, well, yeah, tonight we're, uh, we've got a, two, a split show, um, so you're going to have to pay attention tonight, Ronaldo. Uh-oh. Uh, part one, because as you know, we're only allowed to travel five miles. Yes. Um, I, but the county's full of visitors who've travelled further. But the county may be having visitors from much farther afield. So How gonna, much farther afield? Well, we're going we're gonna to be talking to one of the leading UFO investigators in the county uh, to find out whether we are vi- being visited by aliens. I wish so, I was. And then after the news at 10, we're going to find out something about a really scary case. The most oh, now you've got England. me intrigued. And we've got some... Uh, fascinating audio from the 1970s um, with real ghost sounds might be a real, real ghost, ghost sounds. yeah you gotta wait and see it's terrifying make sure you don't turn the lights off so without further ado I think it's time to play the theme tune yeah and I shall catch you uh, after the news at 10 you will and you won't have to hear me singing oh that's a relief <laughs> see you after the news bye So, theme tune and uh, stay tuned, and we're going to be doing UFOs between now and 10 o'clock.
Starman, which is a kind of link, 
um, to the subject of tonight's show, which, uh, well, the first half of tonight's show, because we're going to be talking aliens and UFOs uh, out here in West Wales. Um, oh, by the way, did anybody catch Bowie at Glastonbury, the replay? It was awesome. Check it out. Um, with our guest tonight, who is Pembrokeshire's leading UFO investigator, who is going to be, I think he wants to remain anonymous. Is that right? I'm okay. <laughs> so you're Mr. Okay. Yeah, I'm Mr. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, I think people might recognise you. But, uh, I think so. <laughs> yeah, Greg. Greg. Uh, Hardman, ladies and gentlemen, uh, who has recently set up. Uh, well, what have you set up? Basically, it's a, a UFO page on Facebook. Um, the point of it was you couldn't really go on Facebook and find a page dedicated to UFOs purely for the UK. You know, a lot of them had UK in the name, but when you went on the page, it was things from America and things from Taiwan and all those other places where people claim to see UFOs. So I, want, I wanted a page where there'd be no rubbish, there'd be no advertisements or anything like that, or, or conspiracy theorists or complete alien, you know, doctrine. So, and for the UK only. You know, so looking back at historical reports from the UK um, and going on to more modern times where people are still reporting them now and looking into them and possibly after this COVID-19 palaver, going out and investigating them. Mm, I must get a COVID-19 pullover. But, um, I mean, you're based out here in West Wales, obviously. You're locked down here in West Wales, whether you like it or not. Do we... We all know that... Um, you know, is, is West Wales a particular UFO hotspot? There has been a few uh, cases of um, UFOs, especially back in 1977 when there was a bit of a flap, and that's a famous one. Oh, would, uh, that, be they, the, uh, um, would that be, what, what did they call it, the Dovid Triangle? The Dovid Triangle, or you know, the Broadhaven uh, UFO. I, is, is that the one that's centred on Broadhaven School? Yes, it is. Yeah, right, um, right. A, a, a class of school children uh, claims to have seen a UFO land in the field behind the school. Now, what? What? I mean, you know, I want to get you in the studio when, 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 when you know, when you've got your COVID nineteen pullover, um, and we can, <laughs> we can, we can talk about this in more detail. But what's your, you know, just give me the edited sort of like, what's your take on it? How do you, you know, how do you read that case? Well. At the, at the time, um, the uh, ET was coming out around before that, and before that was, uh, oh gosh, um, oh, Cars of the Third Kind was, was being filmed and, and being advertised. And so, whether or not that had an effect on people's psyche, and especially with the children. Uh, maybe one, one child thought they saw something and it led on to another. But on the other side of it is the fact that the school team head, headmaster um, got the children all to sit down individually and draw what they thought they'd seen. And some people say that there's similarities in the UFOs. Other people say there isn't. You know, personally, I you know, there's a lot of differences in my own personal opinion. 
But at the same time, uh, some of the children, uh, who are now adults, obviously, and are now in their, in their 40s, 50s and 60s, uh, have kept to their stories. So it's intriguing. I mean, at the time, there was, if I, if I recall, although I, I wasn't from Pembrokeshire, although I know the case, um, there was some there was some really unique and weird stuff, wasn't wasn't the, the an alien floating around uh, over Milford Haven? Yeah, that that was um, Pauline Coombs from um, Rickiston Farm back in the day. Um, I've actually got a story here, for just a few lines, if you if you've got time for me. Yeah, go start. ahead, absolutely. Because basically, I've got I've got around about eleven or twelve different stories from 1977 because it was quite a big flat going between February and November 1977. And it's not just here in Pembrokeshire, it's literally all over the UK, um, within England and Wales, uh, that I've got these reports for. And they've all got a similar story in that the electrical disturbance with vehicles. Um, this information has come from uh, the British UFO Research Association, um, who compiled a big list uh, and documented uh, information on electrical disturbances around UFO sightings. And in 1977, Pauline Coombs actually reported one. Um, she was driving her three children when a strange light dropped out of the sky. And she was on her way back home. It passed over their head and turned and followed the car. The object, like a yellow ball with a torch-like beam from its base, hedgehopped alongside the car for about a mile. Just as the family were reaching their home, the engine and lights of the car suddenly died. And the incident was one of several reports in the same area. Now, that was reported um, by Randall Jones Pugh and Eppley Holiday um, in the Enigma, but it was also reported in the Western Telegraph on the 14th of April, 1977. Wasn't Randall Pugh, wasn't he a reporter for the Telegraph? I, I seem, to, I seem to remember he was, but I seem to remember he was. I'm not I'm saying, I know he wrote. A, I know he wrote the book, didn't yeah. he? Um, yeah. The yeah, I mean, um, going back to what you were saying about the alien, that was another story that Pauline Coombs reported, saying that um, a seven-foot alien in in a silver suit with what looked like a motorbike helmet. I'll I'm just going like to make sure the doors. Helmet. I'm just going to make sure the studio doors are locked. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, she apparently saw it at the kitchen window. Jumping up and down in the kitchen window. Take that as you will. <laughs> well, I mean, what, 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 what? Are we being visited by by you know aliens from uh, other planets, other dimensions? I mean, is it is any of this likely or possible, or is this just fantasy land? You know, is this just the ramblings of uh, crazed imaginations? Personally, for myself. I don't think it's possible. Um, I think the UFOs that have been reported are, are, are man-made objects, celestial rocks falling from space, space debris. I mean, when you look at it, these things especially, you know, we have orbiting around the planet uh, roughly 20,000 bits of satellite and disused equipment. Yeah, doesn't Elon Musk keep sending up another... <laughs> and Elon Musk is sending even more of yeah. yeah, every other day he's launching <laughs> yeah. another of them. So, you know, you've got all that to... You have to when, when, when someone says they've had a report of a UFO, they, they want to report a UFO, you have to really look into it. And you have to, you know, 
what was what was the weather like? Was there any weather phenomena that could have caused it? You know, like ball lightning or just freak lightning that did something. Um, cloud formations, falling falling debris from space, which is often reported. If you look into it, you can find reports of um, craft that are falling out of orbit and disintegrating in the atmosphere. And um, obviously, then you've got the satellite at nighttime. Everyone, especially on this on this lockdown, people have been looking at this up in the sky when it's been clear. And we've had loads of reports of different things flying around. Mm-hmm. Then you have the then you have the um, the medical side of it, where people have problems with their eyes, with you know they wear glasses or they you know and they're seeing these things when they haven't got their glasses on and you know. Your eyes, you know, you get eye wobble and that sort of thing when you stare at a point of light in the sky, and it can it can make that point of light move around erratically. Uh, but yeah, there's there's just an immense amount of things you have to train, discount, before you can turn around and say, okay, maybe there's something in it. Okay, well, I'm going to go to some music and then uh, we'll talk more UFOs in the skies over the UK and uh, Pembrokeshire after. Uh, oh, Daft Punk! Around the world, how how awfully um, yeah, it's not appropriate at all, is it? <laughs> Thank you. 
Daft Punk around the world. Probably uh, the lyrics were good. <coughs> anyway, tonight we're talking. I show my age now. Um, we're talking aliens and UFOs around the world. Um, hopefully not without. Hopefully without Daft Punk, and hopefully with more lyrics, better lyrics, because we've got uh, one of the leading UFO experts in Pembrokeshire, um, who was out only last week. Staring at the skies. Greg. Hello. We have a secret base, don't we? Don't we have a secret underground military base at RAF Broadie where they have flying saucers and stuff? No. <laughs> Great. That's uh, Absolutely no. <laughs> <laughs> but I, a, I've seen all a... sorts of uh, articles and reports and... Yeah, uh, accounts well, to be honest, the US Navy I, I, having I was, this. I was there for four years with the Army. What they had there before then, I have no idea. But it was a US Navy um, base where they had uh, the, the submarine so um, detector cable line for submarines between here and Iceland, I believe. Or, or yeah, yeah, I, think I mean, Iceland, actually, yeah. I, I saw... Um, saw a whole article about that including the patch that they used to wear the arm patch um some of the veterans who were based here the u.s veterans apparently they were so they were so uh i don't know they were secretive but one time um the u.s navy base caught fire and the ref who were next door said uh, do you want to do you want us to send some fire trucks around and the americans went no we can handle it because you're not coming through that perimeter fence because there wasn't their enclosure entirely separate wasn't it yeah, it's just outside the actual main camp yeah. of the uh, of the airfield. It's yeah. it's actually is, theirs is the one if I'm right. Theirs is the one right next to the road, isn't it? The one the dismantling. That's right, with like the, a, the one with the a tower. bunker with a tower. Like, it looks like a control tower on it. Yeah, it's quite interesting place. I mean, I, I went there with a friend um, a few years ago, and they've still got the big um, insignia of the CBs, uh -huh. the, the the engineers, the that, uh, built the place. Uh, so, yeah. so you were based at Brody when it was Signals, was it? Yeah, it still is the same regiment, 14 Signal Regiment. Yeah. It is. So there's no underground base. Not that I'm aware of. No, I I know I know that where the American um, part was. Why I've heard anyway. Not not I don't know. I've never seen it myself. But I was told that um, there was an underground. Um, building underground buildings, subterranean buildings that they're on that site, but um, they've long been concrete over and filled in, and yeah. But, yeah, I mean there was there was loads of stories, nothing, wasn't yeah. there? I mean there was like you know this is where they stole underwater. What well, isn't there a term for uh, underwater UFOs? Does that make sense? Yeah, USOs. USOs. So yeah. that's under sea objects or unidentified objects. submerged unidentified objects. Submerged objects. Yes. No, I mean, what's what's the story with them? I mean, are you even interested in them? Well, to be honest, I mean, as a child, I remember watching Arthur C. Clarke's uh, Strange World, Mysterious Worlds, um, and there was a story from Christopher Columbus when he went across to the Americas, and whilst he was going through the uh, Bermuda Triangle, um, he, he, he actually recorded, he wrote down that he, he saw lights under the water that then emerged out of the water and flew off and then came back and went back down into the water. 
So, you know, these are, and then as recently as, um, well, the last couple of years with the, this very well-known story of the Tic Tac with the U.S. Navy, uh, and they... Oh, whoa, um, whoa, 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 whoa. You, yeah. the people, people might be now scratching their head and going, hang on, we've got alien Tic Tacs. Do you want to just... <laughs> yeah, do you want to just bring us up to speed on this? Because this is... I know I know it's made some of the, the, the newspapers and social media, but just in case anybody's wondering if, uh, if, you know, if it's safe to eat Tic Tacs. Yeah, what it is is um, US Navy uh, pilots, uh, they were out on a naval exercise, and they were doing their, uh, they were flying around doing doing their thing, and when they picked up on their radar this object, which they described as shaped like a tic tac, it was about forty foot long and shaped like a cylinder, cylinder, uh-huh. but they described it as a tic tac. Um, but this was caught out on the radar in in the air, um, and it, you, you'd go on YouTube and just put in tic tac UFO, anyone can see this thing. But what there isn't much video or footage of that I, I, I am being asked by myself. Uh, is one of the reports is of a submerged, like a, a USO uh-huh. um, object, under, you know, that they were seen under the water that was actually tracking the aircraft as well, apparently. But uh, it was tracking the, the shipping, and then it shot off at an incredible speed, apparently. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you were saying before though the U.S. Navy thing at Brody, the base at Brody, wasn't that? connected to underwater surveillance of some sort it was it was connected it was for the, during the cold war they they put lines um, between here iceland and then from iceland over to uh, greenland i believe and it was basically a, a barricade uh, of sonar um that if the russians came into the north atlantic they would they would be uh, it would show up on the sonar mm-hmm. um and then they'd be able to go and intercept them so it was all as for, secret, as for anywhere. perfectly legitimate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. You know, it's one of those things that you strike me. About. But I will say one thing. When I, I remember when I first got to Broadway back in 1998, there was six hangars. We occupied three of them, uh-huh. and then there was three that were all bricked up, and we weren't allowed in them because there was supposed to be a asbestos in them, and then later they were destroyed. So obviously there was a lot of aircraft there as well. It was an airfield as well as a naval base. So that's probably where the, a lot of the rumours come from, you know, because these were bloody big hangars. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I'm not from I'm not from Pembrokeshire, so I, I didn't come here until 1998 when all the RAF and the US US Air Force and my view had already gone. So well, uh, so. Uh, if somebody gets in touch with you, um, you know, on, on the uh, social media page, uh, what's the actual title of the page again? It's UFO UK Sightings and Investigations. Nice and easy to remember. We'll get you to check. That. We'll, we'll get you to give that out again before the end of the show. But I, what sort of investigate? How do you go about an investigation of a UFO? I mean, the thing's flown away, presumably. Well, you know. It- we have to take, although um, first-person accounts aren't always massively reliable because of things like cognitive, cognitive bias, that sort of thing. Um, we what we do, we, we do what a, a policeman would do when taking a report. You just go there, listen to the story, take down the account, don't question them. Um, there's no point in questioning them. 
but take take all the information that you have off them and then go away look at it again and and, and try and decide you know is, is it worth investigating you know is it could it have been this could it have been that if you can't get an answer sort of thing then, then we'll go out you know especially i mean a lot of it the vast majority of these sightings are in the air you know they're there and then they're not there so you can't really do a lot of investigating apart from going back to the location and maybe carrying out a few sky watches to see if anything happens and that's probably as far as you can go yeah but i would presume they'd get very interesting if um an account came across where it had landed something had landed in a field for instance you know or it created crop circles. Now, I'm not going to go into them because I don't know anything about <laughs> crop circles, but, uh, but why they're always landing in hay field, crops in crop fields, I have no idea. But, you know, well, maybe they when, don't. When maybe they, maybe they, they just don't show up in... Or, or, or they hover. Or well, maybe they just don't show up in grass. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe. But, yeah, you, you, know, you can go out and some some people... I've never done it myself, Um you know, people have gone out with things like the radiation detectors and, you know, electromagnetic field detectors to see if there's any residual radiation or residual electromagnetic fields that have been left behind by these um, craft that have been reported. Uh, yeah, just, just go out and have a look. If you find something, you know, just log it down. But what, what's interesting with is, especially when I was mentioned earlier in 1977, with the, that was the last really big flap that we had in the UK. Uh-huh. Uh, and I've got 11 or 12 sightings here and information from different um, witnesses from across the UK. And they're all reporting electrical faults with their vehicles. You know, well, that's I, what they, they, I think, they yeah, I'd like... I mean, if we've got some to hand, I'll play some music, and then we'll come back to um, we'll come back and we'll we'll, uh, we'll if you don't mind, we'll we'll run through a few of them. Yeah, I've got I've got I've got a more here. All right, I shall. Uh, let's have some pet shop boys in the meantime.
shop boys with suburbia we're not running with the dogs tonight we're running with the aliens and ufos usos and all the other things that fall out of the sky and land on our heads with uh, ufo investigator greg hardman and uh, we, you were saying that there was a huge hot uh, flap on in the 70s long before my time i might add not yeah we yeah we, we had a flap in 1968 and then the, the last great Big flap, uh, UFO flap, that's what they call them, is, was 1977. And, you know, there, just from Pembrokeshire alone, there, there was a dozen, dozen or more reports um, around about the same, around the same period. Wow. Um, but the ones that interest me at the moment, that I'm really looking into at the moment, are the ones where they all have a similar effect on the people and in this case, vehicles, motorbikes, cars, trucks. Um, I've got a list of 11 or 12 where vehicles are involved and they've all had electrical problems when the the UFO, as it were, uh-huh. was present. Are we... Are, ready? Are, there, are any of them repeatable? Yeah. Or, yeah, or are they yeah. on the secret list? <laughs> no, no, not on the secret list. Well, basically, I mean, I, I, I mentioned Pauline Coombs, the uh, story from Pauline Coombs earlier. Uh-huh. Uh, so that was in March 1977. And then in April 1977, there was another one uh, with a similar um, effect on a vehicle in Idle, which is just on the Burryport Road between Carmarthen and Burryport. Uh, don't I mean, know it's it. About, no, it's a small, it's a very, very small hamlet on, on the back road between Carmarthen and Clenetley, uh, Burryport area. Um, but basically, it was a, a woman was driving back to her home in Ferryside and observed a bright blue flashing light. She music <laughs> on, yeah. Did she pull over? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is what this is. Yeah, this is where it goes funny. But she had music on on in the car on the car radio. Um, but when this light appeared, the music stopped and was replaced by a lot of um, radio static. Mm-hmm. And then when the light disappeared, moved away, the radio came back and, and carried on playing as normal. So it's just, you know, that was reported to in the Beaufort uh, Journal, which is the British UFO Research Association Journal. 
Um, now, hang on, we'll just go back to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll have another, uh, yeah, another couple in. But, yeah, what springs was going through my mind when you're telling me that story of um, the lady driving down to Ferryside is don't cop cars have radios on them? They do, so, so radio interference. Yeah, you know, the cop car nearby, yeah. cop go, <laughs> yeah, 10 4 Z cars, I'll be in for me donuts in a minute, and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then cop car moves but away. This a, but this is the sort of thing you have to look for when you when you go out and well, I mean, I get mean, these reports and have an investigation. Yeah, I mean that's the thing that goes. I mean, that was the first thing that occurred to me when you were saying it. But Bufora, what does that stand for? Bufora is the British UFO Research Association. Is that? Um, it, it was they were formed in 1964. Right. Um, so before Mufon. Uh, but, and Mufon, no, those, yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep saying these are UFO network. That sound, that just sounds, yeah, yeah wrong. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they claim to they claim to be the oldest research association in the world. They certainly are the largest, but they aren't the oldest. Before it was around, before them, and NICAP and all the rest of them. But um, it's it, now, it's not uh, a very it's not a very pop, uh, well known uh, association anymore. There's only a handful of people who. Uh-huh. Who are members of it now? There's no, they don't really have a membership as such, but they still do. Um, they still run a training package. You know, I was, I was looking at, I was obviously sort of bringing myself up to speed a little on UFO, so I could ask you some moderately intelligent questions. I was looking at Bfora, the British UFO Research Association, um, and it was pulling up lots of really quaint black and white videos of men wearing duffel coats and bobble hats. That's right, yeah. Standing yeah. around on hilltops <laughs> with, um, you know, ex-military binoculars, government yeah, they surplus they, they binoculars. Kind of, they kind of went, they, they were quite big at one time, uh-huh. you know. Um, I mean, is that is that what happens? Is that, well known. Is that what people who investigate UFOs sometimes have to do? Do you have to go out and, I mean, forget the bobble hat and the duffel coat, but, you know, the modern equivalent, <laughs> but, I mean, do you actually go and look at the sky? Yes, it happens. Yeah, it, it, we my my group, the Pembrokeshire Ghost Club, because um, we like I said, like I said before, we we look at a broad spectrum of paranormal stuff. So UFOs is something to do with it. Uh, we've been out um, and done a couple of sky watches over over near Broadhaven Way. You know, it, it gets it, it's more of a, a learning curve uh-huh. for the for the team. So uh, you know, you can can show them. The satellites, because you can have satellite app tracker apps and flight tracker apps that you can pull up on your phone, and it'll tell you if that's an airplane, if that's a if that's a satellite. If that, you know, you get sky maps and you look at cloud, and because a lot of a lot of UFO reports are caused by the planet Venus. I I, I know the that I, I've <laughs> seen quite a few of because uh, it's Starlink, uh, the Elon Musk satellite chains. Yeah, that, that, uh, that, that caused They are, amount. yeah. I mean, they are absolutely spectacular to see the sixty, you know, the big sixty of these things in a line cruising across the sky. Um, yeah, I captured a couple on camera. Yeah, but I mean, do they all just have a natural explanation? Are we just dealing with space junk, meteorites, and or is there any possibility that people are, you know, coming to say hi? People like to claim there is. You know, people are saying, well, if, you know, our civilization, our civilization is only very young in comparison to the age of the universe. You know, other planets could be a lot, a billion years ahead of us. But you still have to get over the, 
I mean, I, I'm not going to claim I understand it. You're a physicist, I'm not. But, you know, you still have to get through the physics. Well, we seem to have had a temporarily uh, uh, glitch going on there. Don't know what happened, but uh, we'll 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 call him back, should we? Um, or maybe we. Well, we'll go to some music, and well, we figure out why the call just dropped. Maybe the aliens were interfering with the show. Uh, let's hear from Adele. <laughs>
don't care what anybody says, that is the best Bond movie of all time. Cracking film. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, we're sort of coming to the end of the uh, the the hour, um, and it's been UFOs, USOs, aliens, and um, other lights in the sky with Greg Hardman. And can we go go again with that? Because if people have seen sightings or are just interested in, and want to look up uh, some of the stuff, can you give them the uh, the Facebook page again, Greg? Yes, it's uh, UFO UK. Sightings and Investigations. UFO UK Sightings and Investigations. That's just a, a straight on Facebook. Just type that in and I yep, suppose UFO right. Sightings UK would probably just find it as well. There yeah. is, a, it is a membership join thing, so they have to um, answer three questions. Oh. <laughs> three, 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 three simple questions. Okay, so yeah, so if you want to be, uh, if you want to join uh, the U UFO UK sightings and investigations Facebook page, you've got to undertake a quiz uh, first of all. Now that's not your only hat, though, is it? You investigate a lot more. You've already said that uh, this is um, a branch, I suppose, of the Pembrokeshire Ghost Club. Um, okay. Now. Obviously, I, I, I'm sus beginning to suspect that the Ghost Club hasn't been doing much in lockdown, or has it? Not a lot. Not a lot. Yeah, um, I thought that might be the answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so nobody really sort of, like... help, help, I'm locked in a house with a ghost? No. Darn no, it. That would have been good. So, I mean, no, what's going to happen? It's gone very quiet. Is, is, the team got, is the team planning for the end of lockdown? Oh, we are. Yes, definitely. Um, Fiona and my uh, fiance has been, we've been out and about um, when, where we can mm. within the five mile limit. But um, we keep in contact with the team regularly once, once at least once a week and, uh, and, have a, and have a chat with everybody about what's going to happen and where we're going from here. And they're all members of the uh, of ASAP as well. Uh -huh. So, so I mean, if people if people want to, I mean, do you still have spaces? Are you still looking for members? Because I know periodically you you do recruit to the Ghost Club. Well, we haven't we haven't looked at it at the moment, but um, come the end of the lockdown, we we probably will be. And can, yeah. where, where can people find uh, the Pembrokeshire Ghost Club? Where are they? Right on Facebook. Right on Facebook. Out. Um, yeah. Just, just, they can contact us directly um, by email. We don't really we our, 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 we haven't got a Facebook page as, as such. It's just a it's just a group one that um, we keep for ourselves. Right. Um, to talk so, to do you want to do you want to quickly but, give out the the email address? Yeah, it's PemshireGhostClub at gmail .com. Excellent, Greg. Thank you so much for sharing the first hour and enlightening us a little about UFOs and aliens and things that uh, we see in the skies of. Pembrokeshire and the UK, and hopefully we'll we'll uh, we'll find you a COVID oh. pullover and we'll drag you into the studio. So thank, 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 thank you very you. much for having me back on again. Been a pleasure, Greg, pleasure. as always. Cheers, matey. Bye bye. Catch you later, Steve. Bye bye. Join us after the news for more on the West Files. What would you think if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out of me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song And I'll try not to sing out of key Ooh, I'll get by the little help from my friends Ooh, I'll get high with a little help from my friends 
competitions and local news, follow Pure West Radio on Facebook. Pure West Radio. 